When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura and we are talking about one of my favorite topics. Well, I guess it's probably not one of my favorite topics, but it's something I'm very good at talking about because I, Zach Brittle, am defensive. Um, I feel like you should say, hi, Zach. Um, and there should be a support group for some of us, but maybe this podcast will help. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can uh, sort of use some tools to tamper down your defensiveness if you're there and also how to complain in a way that uh, helps minimize defensiveness. So stick around. Good afternoon, Zach. Hi. Hi. Happy, <laughs> happy winter. Happy delayed winter in Seattle. I know it's gross. It's so cold here. And then the, uh, the roads are icy and my kids have been out of school for two days. So I got, I got out of there as fast as I could this morning. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is loving it. It's really funny because my mom's like on her fifth career and uh, she's going to school as a college student and she is also a school teacher. And you should have seen the string of text messages I got like snow day <laughs> <laughs> to see a 65 year old yeah. woman get stoked on a snow day was yeah. it kind of made my day. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah. Well, we used our snow day to I used the snow day to introduce my children to um, Monty Python's search for the Holy Grail. What did they yesterday. think? I love when you take pictures of your daughter's face when she's watching something. I, for the I first almost time. <laughs> did last night because Abby kept looking at me like, is this for real? Are you really making me watch this right? Right. Now? But but she also could not stop laughing because yeah. it's so absurd. I mean, that's it's just cheap. She's humor. like, yeah, she's like, it doesn't. No, it's not cheap humor. It's actually brilliant. <laughs> but it's. Um, and they both understand me better now because they're like, oh, my God, this is exactly how you are. Because there's that one scene, I don't remember, where the, the guy the guy is telling the guards to stay here and not leave the room until he comes back. And they're like, don't leave the room until you come and get him. Leave the room as long as you do. You know, This is he, only he, funny to you. I guarantee it's yeah. only funny to you. If it's I, funny I, to you, listeners, you, you emailed me and proved me wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's only funny to Zach at this very moment. Anyway, I was glad to do it. It was a bucket list item. <laughs> do you know, I'm laughing right now, but I was going to, I was started telling you about my pet peeve and I would love to hear what other people's pet peeves are, but my pet peeve, and you've heard it, is I don't like people who are late, but I also don't like to be canceled on. I don't like, we call it bigger, better deal. So like you make plans with somebody and then that person, if you're listening. You don't like people who are late. Yeah, no, you, you don't like it when people are late. <laughs> Sometimes that, you know what, that's a, such a good segue to yeah. what we're talking about today is criticism, internalizing the problem to somebody's character. But yeah, oh, okay. I, I have just such a pet peeve. So I had plans this afternoon. Uh, 
to go rock climbing. If you're listening, I I didn't even want you to go rock climbing with me. I didn't want you to be there. I, I wanted to go by myself. So I don't even I don't care that you canceled on me. I had to change my plans. Anyway, I'm on a I'm pissed. Yeah. Sorry mm, about that. That's all right. So here's what we're talking about, because this was something that I was working with clients on. And I think it's something that we all deal with. And I know that you are like a master defender. But when we look at really bad communication patterns between couples, one of the most common communication patterns that people get into is this criticism defensiveness, where one person mm-hmm. criticizes the other. And I'll explain what criticism is and why it was a nice segue. Um, (laughs) And defensiveness, uh, sort of warding off an attack. But criticism, what was the statement that I said? And you and you corrected me. You said you don't like you don't like people who are late. I don't like people who are late. But realistically, I don't mind. I like people who are like me. I like I from time to time. I enjoy your company. It's true. I am often perpetually late. late. It's true. So the, well, yeah, yeah, it's true. To you, you were what about you? you were so ready to defend. Time. You were that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> you were ready um, to defend yourself at that moment, weren't you? Hey, here's something interesting though that I think is uh, this is just the way my brain works. So I grew up playing soccer, um, and uh, I gravitated pretty quickly toward one of two positions. I could either play. Uh, purely defense or mm-hmm. purely offense. I'm not a good midfielder. I can't, I don't go back and forth between the two very often. Okay. And I got, as a specialist, as I played on better and better teams, I was a defender. And I realized it's because, and that's what you said, you're a good defender. And it's true, right. I am a good defender. Yeah. And it's because I am better at breaking down and destroying the thing that you're trying to create <laughs> than I yeah. am at creating the, creating something. And uh-huh. I think that that, that that goes into my personality too. Like I am, I'm very defensive. It's something that I've, I don't have any um, shame about. I've been working on it for a long time. Rebecca and I are in constant conversation about my defensiveness and yeah, my impulse is to, is to break down your argument. Um, I think it's part of what makes me a good therapist. I think it's part of what makes me a good um, decision maker, but, um, but yeah, it can get in the way relationally when there's not a balance. Yeah. So usually what defensiveness looks like is it, it kind of comes out in two ways. And um, most often defensiveness happens when you feel attacked. So that's sort of like the knee jerk reaction is that if you feel like you're under attack, if your partner is blaming you or criticizing you, most often you're going to feel like you are unjustly accused or that they are attacking your character, whatever it might be. So you're going to defend and you can do one of two things. You can either sort of throw your hands up and you can counterattack. And um, and and then the other one that I don't see often in my practice, and I'm not really sure why, maybe you see it more often, is whining. And well, mm-hmm. maybe I see whining. Kind of becoming a martyr, yeah. Yeah. But you know what I see is kind of a sneaky way to defend is, um, okay, so let's just say that I'm, I'm blaming you for being late. Okay. So Zach, okay. you are always late and it pisses me off. Why don't you have more time? Or, or well, why don't now you... I know. I automatically know that you're lying because if you say always, it's right. not true. I mathematically I can defend that and I can be like, sorry. Yeah. I'm not always late. Yeah. So everything you're saying is irrelevant. It's so true. If you use the <laughs> statement always or never, it that is like one of the five juiciest, dirty words to use in an argument. If you want to start an argument, you use always or never because it's such. It's like it, the lawyer in you is like, oh, not true. I can argue yep. against that. I am yep. on, I'm, I'm not absolutely not always late. 
I was on time yesterday and I was on time and the today, day by the way, you were early. Thank you so much. I, I so should, welcome. I should give you some verbal affirmation for that because Thank I want to stroke the things that I want more of. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Um, but you know what I find is I find that people want to explain, they want to like justify why, why they are wrong. Or like if I was to say, Zach, it pisses me off or when why you're, they're why they're not wrong. It pisses me off that yeah. you're late. And so then you launch into, this would be a defensive movement, is you launch into explaining why you're late. So, mm-hmm. well, I was late because I got all confused at that stop sign intersection. Yeah. <laughs> I was late because... It's a throwback for those of you who've been listening for mm-hmm. over a year now. <laughs> yeah, because it snowed in Seattle and nobody, the, the roads are just super icy and, and Seattle doesn't know how to clean up their roads or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. if I was to give you a tip as to how to not be defensive, because what we're trying to do is remove these patterns. If you remove criticism and you remove defensiveness, then then you're kind of on easy street. So how do you remove defensiveness? Stop explaining well, your, yourself. Well, I mean, there's a few things, right? It's okay to explain yourself. I just think you have to start mm. with yes. Laura says, yep. Zach, you're always late. And I go, yeah, you know what? I blew it. I know this is a perpetual. That's what I did to you the other day, right? Like I mm-hmm. texted you and I said, I know. I know I'm. I, this is a problem. And, yep. and I had a good reason. But then I didn't need to actually say the good reason. Because once I told you that I got it, you were like, okay, well, go ahead and get in as quick as you can. And I was like, great. And you didn't make me pay more and more and more. Yeah. Um, because the yes me, diffuses everything. When totally, you say, 100%. When you say yes, you're totally right. Or yes, absolutely, I'm, I am late today. You don't have yep. to necessarily say I was, I'm, I was late today, but I wasn't late yesterday. Because I think yeah, people- my entire character is under assault. Yeah. I think when you feel, this is a thing that I think is, has been a clue for me, is when I feel defensive- that only means one thing, which is that I feel defensive. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm under attack. It means I feel defensive. Mm-hmm. And so I need to check that at the door and say, do I have, am I being attacked or like, is this legit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I try to remind clients of that all the time. Um, I, the one way that I put it is I say, uh, I'll say, um, no matter what your partner says, see if you can figure out what your partner is saying about your partner. Mm. So, even if your partner comes into the room and says, you big, dumb jerk, <laughs> okay, which is, which is a critical and it's an attack. If you can train yourself to go, I wonder what she's saying. Like she's saying she's angry. She's saying she's disappointed. Right. She's saying right. she's, she's off balance. She's saying she's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like if you can just start there for a, a, a split second, yeah, then you can begin to diffuse the, um, I think the pattern that kicks in when, when defensiveness and criticism fuel each other. Yeah, I think oftentimes like we need to it's sort of asking for two things. One, it's asking for you to take a beat, just one, just one Mm -hmm. beat to be able to ask yourself rather than reacting. Let me respond accurately to what my partner is is saying to me at this moment. And so Mm -hmm. if my partner is upset, angry, hungry, tired, whatever you just went through, I like that list. It just rolled, rolled off. It's hungry. It's listen to this. It's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. It's halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Do you, yeah, know, do you know what I taught Ryan or Holden the other day? Hangry. He's super. Yeah. And hungrumps. He's into hangry and hungrumps. He experienced for the first time. It's an, a, it's an AA thing. So when you're hungry, eat. Yeah. When you're angry, so soothe. When you're lonely, call a friend. When you're tired, take a nap. Don't drink. Like that's, it's halt. <laughs> halt. Oh, that's AA. Yeah. Okay. H-A-L-T. Halt. All right. I should, I should yeah. know these things, except for I've never okay. gone through AA. But yeah. anyway. Right on. Um, 
So you want to take a beat and try and see the forest through the trees. Is that the the collo- colloquialism? Yeah, or just back up from just back up for a second. I yeah. think I said a couple weeks ago on the podcast that about the thing that I read where the the train pulled into the station and I just chose not to get on it. Yeah. Like the defensive train can pull into the station. Just you have a choice about whether or not you get on yeah. that train. It'll take a different train. Terry Real calls it um he says um it's like you're going to have this emotion and it's it's like a wave and so it goes whoosh. Mhm. And you should just let it wash yeah. over you. Yeah. Um, and see now if you're still in danger or mm-hmm. see if you're, you know, because the reason that we defend is because we feel like we're in danger. And maybe you're not. Maybe your partner's just saying, hey, I'm I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Or, hey, <laughs> yeah. I want your attention. Or, yeah. or, hey, would you please take the garbage out? Or just next time be on time or call me. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I want to take a moment and invite you to an opportunity to connect with Zach and I in the flesh over a weekend couples retreat in Seattle, Washington. We host couples retreats quarterly and our next retreat is happening on March 22nd and 23rd in Seattle. And if you think you have learned a thing or two from this podcast, just wait until we unleash the truth bombs on you in this workshop. This retreat will have you rediscovering your connection learning the principles of successful conflict management, and getting on the same page about your future. I do want you to register early, like today, because we're cutting off our registration at only 25 couples so that you can get the most out of us on March 22nd and 23rd in Seattle, Washington. Just go to marriagetherapyradio.com and click on the tab at the top that says workshops to learn more. So the thing I was talking today with my clients is that neither of you are going to be coming out of the gates as your best self. Like one of you may not be attacking the other person, but one of you might be feeling pretty stinking defensive. That's just a feeling that you have. Um, And so you can stop the cycle that typically happens of criticism and then defending that, that criticism, defending that attack just in your own reaction. And uh, so you take a beat and then the other one is sort of try and see or understand what the partner's really saying. So the hungry, angry, lonely, well, tired. Well, yeah. I mean, or, you know, to see see if you can suspend for a second what your partner's saying about you mm-hmm. and be curious about what they're saying about themselves. Mm-hmm. Another way that I explain defensiveness is that it's the failure to take an appropriate amount of responsibility. So defensive yes. people who counterattack, they take zero responsibility. Right. Defensive people who become martyrs, they take 100% of the responsibility. Right. And so when you're trying to train defensiveness out of people, mm-hmm. you don't need to start with take 50% of the responsibility. Take 1%. Totally. Take 2%. Take yeah. 3%. Take I mean maybe you need to take 99%, but you don't but it doesn't help at all to take 0 or 100 because it really eliminates the possibility for your partner to be able to participate at all. Mhm. Yeah. I think there's two parts to that. I think one is if you are if you have a partner and they're coming out of the gates and they're obviously frustrated or angry or hungry or whatever tired, whatever their experience is, but they're criticizing. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it by the end of the episode. <laughs> hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Halt. There you go. Hungry, yeah, angry, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, yeah. tired. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can just see that like the Instagram messages coming in. Laura, just hungry, angry, lonely, tired. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got a text me- or a Instagram message and it was just a woman with her toes in the bathtub and bubbles. 
And it said, this is what I do when I listen to my podcast. <laughs> She's not the only one that listens in the bathtub. We have others. No, right. um, yeah. You don't have to send me pictures of you in the bathtub, by the way, just to let me know you're listening to the podcast. I, I want you to know with confidence that I would never send you a picture of myself in the bathtub. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good friend. Yeah. Um, so the other piece that I think is really important is validating that your partner's complaint is is like is valid that like they are upset and just validate your partner's emotions just for one stinking second. You know, so I come out of the gates and I'm really angry with you. What I really want is I want to be recognized that I'm not crazy, that the feelings that I have of being frustrated or feeling like my time is not um, as important as your time because you're late. I'll, all I want for you to do is I just want for you to validate me and say, mm-hmm. you know what, Laura, you're right. I, I was late today. That's all you need to say. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to take some responsibility, you can say <laughs> something like, I tend to be late often and I will try yeah. really hard not to yeah. be late. So ready? I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I think a criticism is a complaint in disguise. Well, it's just a bad complaint, but yes. And I think a complaint is an ask in disguise. Agreed. So what you're dealing with when you have a criticism is somebody who's got a complaint, but what they really have is an ask. And it's your job to be curious about what are you asking me for? Like, what is it that you, or to to hang in there long enough to get to the ask, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How can I make this better? What do you need from me? Or what's the, what's the, um, what's the. What's the path to repair, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I that like, wasn't mind blowing, but that's uh, that's the way I think about it. So what we're kind of asking is if you are someone who identifies as being defensive, we're trying to just give you tools to be able to just say, you know what? I tend to be defensive. Here are some things that I can do differently. I'm wrestling with my dog at this very moment in case anybody. 2.0. 2.0. Yeah. Did I tell the story as to why I have 2.0 puppy 2.0? Uh, I, th- you, I know the story, but I refuse to call it the 1.0 name, so I just named it 2.0. That's fine. It's Dash yeah. 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so, appropriate. What? Dash 2.0. I'll take that, too. That, that is his name is Dash. 2.0. All right. It's not my fault that he's a 2.0. <laughs> anyway. It's your fault that you gave it a, a, the same name. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to squash a four-year-old's dreams. Leave it alone. Just trying to parent over here. You have a criticism? Four-year-olds don't have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really just talking about the person who identifies as defensive. But in reality, if you have a partner who's willing to work on their criticism, who's willing to ask gently for what they want or complain without blaming, then you're probably likely not going to get as defensive. But like you said, sometimes... You just you just have a reaction. Sometimes you just get defensive, and there's no reason for you to be defensive. It's just it's that's your perception. Yeah, just own it. I don't know. Um, yeah. Is there anything else important that you want to talk about that is on your mind that you've been working with clients on lately? Mm, no, no. I went to bed thinking about that other topic that we were going to do today, but I. What other topic? Resistance? I'll save it for later. Yeah. Because <clears throat> do you want to say, explain why, <laughs> what happened? Okay. So last Thursday when I was late <laughs> and I didn't have my head quite on my shoulders, we recorded a whole episode on resistance, which is basically 
basically the word that you use to describe the things that keep you stuck. And I think we had a pretty, pretty cool conversation about it, and, but it could have been better, which is why I think subconsciously I allowed that episode to be destroyed into the computer void. Um, Can I show you? So somehow I lost my half of the episode. Oh my gosh. Can you see this? It looks like death, murder, kill over here. My dog's losing teeth and I'm bloody from like my wrist to my fingertips. Anyway. No, thank you. Oh um, my gosh. This is not good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe stop doing that. <laughs> um, anyway, so we can talk about resistance next time because I think, uh, like I said, I fell asleep thinking about it, which means I thought about a lot of what keeps us stuck and why. And then I was thinking about kind of how to get going. And that, that, that kept me awake for a long time. Let's talk about it because we've had a couple of, um, and on our next episode, we've had a couple of listeners that have sent us um, some questions about what seems like their partner having resistance. And the way that they're experiencing their partner having resistance is resistance to taking care of themselves. So like, mm. you know, what do you do when your partner is is depressed? I mean, it's like you can see that they're depressed. Your children mm-hmm. can see that they're depressed. And the depression, it doesn't just affect one person. It affects everybody in your life. And mm-hmm. um, and I know that sometimes it's hard to recognize that when you are depressed. But what do you do when you're the partner who's on the outside that wants you to desperately get help? Um, and when I wrote back to that listener, I said, you know, just <clears throat> substitute the word depression with uh, substance abuse, addiction. What do you do? Laziness, stubbornness. Sure. I mean, um, defensiveness absenteeism uh mm-hmm. i mean there's all kinds of ways that you can you can f- begin to let's experience atrophy yeah um cool so if you want to hear more about that stick around for the next episode which is coming up here pretty soon i guess <laughs> we'll probably have to record it yeah, maybe tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see you later zach and i hope all of you can practice how to not be defensive how about that? Yeah. 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 And go go watch uh, Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail. It's a bucket list item. Have you seen it, Laura? Yeah, I think I have. I mean, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't do a good job of watching movies. I'm basically mm. like a, I have like three devices in my hand at one time, and then I manage to fold the laundry and do the dishes at the same time as a movie. So I'm not a very good wow. movie watcher. But you're an amazing uh, uh, task manager yeah. and problem solver. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a busy body. I have a hard time sitting down. All right. Okay. Um, well, have fun rock climbing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Guess what? We have our next monthly clinic. It's coming up on February 7th at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our marriage clinics are an opportunity for you to join us on a live webinar where we will be discussing a topic of your choice. And we had a lot of you write in and you wanted to know more about the five love languages, which happens to be something that I love to speak on. So we will be diving in on our own personal take on the five love languages um, on February 7th at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're a patron of Marriage Therapy Radio at the $10 mark or more, you are invited to join us. If you haven't done that yet, hop on to marriagetherapyradio.com, click on the tab at the top that says Patreon, and become a patron at the $10 mark or more, and you will get your invitation and link to join us for those live webinars. Thank you so much for all of the time and attention that you're putting towards your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.